Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Hello, honeys. Hello. Welcome to Natch Butte. I have to warn you that the next three months of Natch Butte are going to be a little bit different than you're used to. So if you happen to be a new listener, hello and welcome. I am Jackie J, the host of Natch Butte. If you're an older listener, hello, thank you for returning. Please get excited. I am officially on maternity leave. I'm having a baby. And while I am having this baby, getting to know it, nursing it, etc., I've decided to take a little break from Natch Butte. Now, Natch Butte isn't going anywhere, sweetie. What's going to happen while I'm gone is I'm having some of my past guests slash dearest friends fill in for me as the host. And each of them was told, you can interview whoever you want. Some of them are going to be doing characters. Some of them are going to be doing more editorial style interviews. You don't know what you're going to get. And that's why it's extremely festive and fun. So who's coming up? Honey, I don't know. I'm going to throw this intro on the front of a lot of the apps. So I don't know who you're about to hear. You're going to have to read the title or listen and find out. But whoever it is is somebody fantastic. I'm so grateful to my dear friends for filling in for me. It's going to be fun and exciting. And thank you for still listening while I'm gone and supporting Natchview. I will be back hopefully in September, sweetie. I'm going to take June, July, and August off. Maybe I'll be back a little sooner. Maybe I'll be back a little later. That's going to depend on a lot of things. My uterus, how it's uh, going down, how I'm feeling, child care, all factors. But I really appreciate the support, and I hope you enjoy the excitement that is about to happen with all of the fill-in hosts of Natribute. As much as I'm excited, sweetie, so thanks for being here, and please enjoy the next three months of exciting Natch Butte. Welcome to Natch Butte, the beauty comedy podcast where we laugh, we cry, and we cream. I am your guest host and guide, Allison Rosen, filling in for the beauty talk shock jock, Jackie J. Uh, I know Jackie because I've been a guest on her podcast, Natch Butte, this very one you're listening to right now, and she's been a guest on my podcast, Allison Rosen, is your new best friend. Perhaps you've heard her on there. Uh, and then we have become friends in real life, and I am so excited excited for this journey that she is on. Yes, I did just refer to the experience of having a baby as a journey, and that makes me want to walk into the ocean. But anyway, um, I host Allison Rosen as your new best friend. I also host Childish, which is my parenting-ish podcast. We do not regularly have guests, but I feel like we should make an exception for Jackie 
and her new journey. And then I also host uh, a lighthearted news podcast that comes out on Saturdays, and that is called Upworthy Weekly. And my guest today on Jackie's podcast, Natch Butte, is none other than my Upworthy Weekly co-host, Todd Perry. Todd co-hosts Upworthy Weekly with me. He is a staff writer at Upworthy. He is a former radio veteran. Mm. He hosts many podcasts. He worked in marketing. Mm. He wrote a spot on the radio for Windows that involves potato chips or Mm. something. He'll fill you in on that. He has a child. Mm. He has a wife. He has two tortoises. Welcome to the show, Todd Perry. I love that. I've, I've got a child... I've got a wife. It reminds me of one time I was on the Blue Line in Los Angeles, which is a a train line that goes from Long Beach, California, all the way into downtown Los Angeles. And it crosses through a lot of very sketchy neighborhoods. But there was a guy on the Blue Line once that was trying to pick up on a woman that that was sitting right next to him. And he was kind of bragging about, Mm -hmm. you know, the different reasons why she might want to get with him. And he's like, I've got an apartment. <laughs> I've got a refrigerator. Oh, wow. I've got an electric stove. And so he was throwing all that in. So when you yeah. said he's got a wife, he's got a child, I was just thinking these are maybe some of my flirtatious cre- credibles that I could give to a woman on the blue line. And then I thought the wife and child thing might, might not work that well. So, No, I think they would work. Because... What that says is, hey, ladies, someone said yes, and someone said yes enough to want to reproduce with you. That's right. I mean, and you can keep a child and two tortoises. I know that you're not tossing the tortoises in to yeah. this, um, this seduction on the blue line, mm-hmm. but you should. Because that's three little beings that you're managing to keep alive. Two of them eat lettuce. But still. Well, I think the thing is that with the tortoises, it's it shows further like commitment. Like yeah. the, the a woman would commit to me in order to let me impregnate her and to do a legal binding thing through marriage. And then me committing to the tortoises shows that I am you're dedicated not gonna, you're to not gonna, t- taking care of something for seventy years. No, I'm not gonna just run off on you. You know. Right. Todd Perry. Yes. What kind of skin do you have? I'm going to say that I have person who didn't evolve to live in Southern California who lives in Southern California skin. Meaning. Explain. Well, like, I, you know, my, my ancestry is from like England and Ireland. Therefore, I'm like predisposed to be like kind of pale and pink skinnish. Mm-hmm. Right, like my wife, somehow she got some kind of Spanish thing in her where she goes olive. She's got the olive, you know. Like, got it. I feel like white people either go olive or they go pink. Mm-hmm. So you burn in the sun. I I burn in the sun. So I feel like there's a slight amount of kind of damage and not so evenness going on uh-huh. with the face because okay. I shouldn't be exposed to this much sun. So I think I'm a little dry. And slightly fried. And that way that when you meet people from like Pennsylvania, <laughs> right? Or like New York City, because I know Allison. You once lived Did in I New York City. Did I live there? Yeah. 
I don't, you know, I don't talk about it much on the show, but it's true. I did live there for a number of years, yes. People who live with not that much, you know, uh, exposure to sunshine, you can tell in their skin, in their face. Like, they have a more of a porcelain look to them than L.A. people. Thank you. <laughs> no, I think you just stay indoors and wear uh, large hats and are very sunscreened. Because- I had to get a bigger hat. I mean, I already have my one big hat, and then recently I had to go even bigger. Pretty soon, I will. Pretty soon, I'll have to turn my head to the side to get through the doorway. I I feel like you you look like Marlon Brando on the island of Doctor Moreau when you go out. Like you've got the big hat, and then you've got like that, that like sheet that they put over, so like a mosquito net that comes around mm. there, and like I mean that would be my dream. Sleeves, gloves. I'm not a big fan of nature or the outdoors. I think we all know that. Whereas you put a pool in your house, you constantly are bragging about it and talking about it. I know you spend countless hours outside. You're happy when it's sunny, a a, a mindset I can barely wrap my head around. Yeah, no, I I love absorbing the sunshine and hanging out. And I think the thing is, it's an excuse to drink during the day, like, you know, you wouldn't just go in your backyard unless you have a pool and just lay there and do nothing. But with the pool, you can go out, you have yourself a cocktail, the wife has a cocktail, kid gets in the pool, you get some sun, and then you, you do damage the skin. Right. Are you now, are you wearing SPF? Uh, Oh, Todd. No, I am. I am. I was just... I was just trying to think about what what goes on the face, and yes, I do have a product I use that is both okay. a moisturizer and it also uh, it has an SPF uh, quote. Want me to grab it real quick? Let me yes, show you. Yes, please. I want everyone to know that Todd brought a bag full of products that he uses, and we are going to be digging into this bag later. Okay. Okay. A Neutrogena Healthy Skin Face Lotion. Uh, I can't quite make out the rest of it. You're going to have to read that for me. Yeah, so it's... But, I, but I, I can verify that there is a product being held up that you use. Yeah, so this is Neutrogena Healthy Skin Face Lotion, and it's like an SPF 15. So I do get like a little bit of sunshine, but I do have some mm-hmm. protection. And okay. then I wear it just normally because um, when I was younger, I commuted a lot when I was driving, mm-hmm. and I realized that... On the side of my face that the sun would have hit on my drive home is more aged than the other side of my face that the sun was not hitting. Like, Oh, that's so interesting. If you look at photographs yeah. of like truckers, there's truckers yeah. that are like the left side of my face is more jacked up uh, from just the sun exposure there. So I make sure I hit my temples with this every day, uh, just not knowing where the day is going to take me, whether I'm going to be out by the pool. Whether maybe you have to go be a trucker in England to even out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I gotta sit and I gotta be under some cloud cover for a couple of years. <laughs> I, I tell I, you once, I was I was in uh, yes. Italy once, and it was during a heat wave, and it was forty degrees Celsius, which I don't know, kind of like stone. I don't know, like if someone's like, oh, I weigh eighteen stone, I wouldn't know mm-hmm. they're there. Kate Moss or, you know, somebody larger. And, right. And, but the Celsius, once you get to 40 Celsius, it's pretty bad because there was an Irishman that was with us 
and he had so much sunscreen on. He had like a it was like a like a baker's like he, he had been like throwing flour on his face, and uh-huh. it was so hot. And as an Irishman, he couldn't handle it. He was just oh lordy, oh lordy, oh lordy, and he was just putting his head in the fountains, and that was hilarious because like the first time his skin had been you know touched by sun. Mm. Yeah, my um. My children leave the house with sunscreen not all the way rubbed in. Now, some of this is their dad, their dad's sunscreen application, but also, but I'm guilty of it too. Like kids, I think kids' sunscreen typically is mineral sunscreen versus chemical sunscreen. I don't know how how sunscreen conversant you are there's a couple different types chemical sunscreen uh has is has like a different makeup than um mineral sunscreen or physical blocker sunscreen so the kids ones they're harder to rub in and they walk around looking like ghosts yeah it's one of those things where you start rubbing it and then it just rubs forever like it just never goes in and you're like it's not is your skin not porous child is there nothing but typically, their skin is not that porous. Now, what what I do is I've got the the thing that looks like a glue stick. Yes, and, I, we just started using that. And works pretty well. Yeah, it's quicker. You don't get it in the eyes. You just like hold the back of the head. And you just and you just rub it, mm. rub it three three strokes. Uh-huh. Got to be easy on the nose because it's cartilage, not bone. You know, I don't right. want to break the kid's schnoz. And then you nice rub and. Mm-hmm. slap on the butt and give an apple to your teacher <laughs> out the door yeah elliot my five-year-old uh was able to apply the sunscreen himself to his face using one of those sunscreen sticks i think this might be a product recommendation but see i would be nervous about using that on myself because i would think that it would cause me to break out because it's got kind of a greasy consistency which brings me to my next question todd mm. have you ever had have you ever dealt with acne i've dealt with cysts is I think that's worse. Cystic acne? No, like a cyst in my face. Like I had mild acne when I was a teen, but it was about it was like teen appropriate acne. Okay. So like you'd use a Stridex pad and you're good to go. No, I never used those because I didn't want mm. to seem vain. Oh, interesting. Okay. Keep talking. So now we're getting into these cisgendered male awkwardness with beauty products. Right. This is now, I'm now remembering, you, you floss in secret, right? You don't want your wife to know you floss, which is insane to me. Is that right? I, no, yeah, I just, I don't want to, I think my selling point to my wife was, you know, obviously the tortoises. Uh, uh, the refrigerator. Commitment. Yeah, cold storage. Those were all the big cells. <laughs> and one of them was like, hey, Todd, he's kind of aloof, like he doesn't really give an F. So... Me meticulously going in between each tooth. I don't know. Like I just don't want to be seen doing it. It's not that it's effeminate or anything. It's just I don't want to seem that concerned. I want to be like the natural flora and fauna of my mouth is just enough, baby. Like, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm fine. I was born this way. But I don't see that as being uptight. I see that as just oral hygiene. Yeah, fine. That's good, but I just can't. I just can't cross that Rubicon. I know. So, but yes, and so you floss in secret. Yeah, you secretly floss. Like I was kind of a punky guy when my wife met me, 
you know okay. and, right punks don't floss no i once i once had that at a crass patch and then punks don't floss <laughs> on my <laughs> on my back but you ever, uh, you ever hear like danzig singing about flossing no, you're right and i floss. you're right you know they never would so todd perry yes jackie jackie famously loves the color pink any it, you know if she's buying a product and it comes in pink, she will opt to get the pink version of whatever it is. Um, it's sort of a theme in her life. Uh, I love that. It's like a motif for her. And mm. I'm wondering, do you have a favorite color that pops up in your life frequently and or a motif? Mm. I think that's a wonderful question because it points out something that I... I think to myself that I lack a motif, but it wasn't it's a mo- okay. it wasn't a motif though. It was I feel like when I was in my twenties, maybe early thirties, out of look, right? I had a kind of a style I dressed in, and now it's just like he likes heathered shirts and Converse shoes. You know, I I, I don't have much of a thing going and i really feel that socially i should brand myself a little bit better i mean i kind of motif or i kind of a light motif you yeah. know it's like oh you know like laverne on laverne and shirley she had like the l <laughs> right you know that was her thing that i need like like a t or i don't know mm. so i'm gonna say unfortunately no i i don't but i feel like your whole house and now i have not <clears throat> I've not been privy to seeing it in person. <clears throat> this is I'm I'm uh pointedly clearing my throat like hello where's my invitation? <clears throat> I'm also quite antisocial so it's okay. I'd like to take those throat clearings back, but but my sense is that it's all very mid-modern. Oh yes. Right? I have a total motif when it comes to my home decor. It's I live in yeah. a neighborhood that's like a mid 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 mod houses and we buy mid mod furniture and that's it's one of the things my wife and I uh, love doing together is looking at furniture and finding something that fits the the mid mod style because I don't know I have like some weird emotional connection to that stuff and I don't know why but I I feel like I I don't really need to examine it. I think sometimes you could just like stuff without getting too weird about it. Could I get weird about it for a moment? Yeah. Do you is it does it what does it remind you of? Doesn't really remind me of anything because I wasn't alive when that was happening. But I like the idea that mid mod furniture expresses an idea that we reach some kind of perfection as a culture. And that's the idea a lot of the mid mod stuff. It's like we're in the atomic age, our furniture will be sleek. And the color palettes I like, and I like the minimalism of it. I like the fact that it's not comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? I like I like the severity of it. So I I think maybe that's the attraction. And then I also like like sixties culture. Jackie's home is mid modern as well, and oh. she had a designer um, help her with it, and it is beautiful. It looks so good. I bet. I bet you would like her home and she would like your home. Again, I have been to her home. I have not mm. been to your home. Mm. 
But my sense is that you have a similar aesthetic taste, although she does love pink. Okay, now you live in an area where all the homes are mid-modern. Yeah. What if someone moves in and doesn't want to decorate that way? Are they allowed? Oh, then there's going to be some protests. Uh, there's That's the great thing about the social media shaming that occurs in my neighborhood. It's like if somebody throws out like an original window from a home, <laughs> like... It's going to be put up on the uh, uh, online and someone's going to like... On next door? Yeah, or not, maybe, maybe next door, maybe Instagram, and somebody's going to rat you out on like the Cliff May Rancho's page that someone is not respecting the neighborhood and you will get uh, some gay men with torches standing on your lawn uh, willing to put the window back in place. So you live in a neighborhood where everyone has pride in their original mid-modern homes. Yeah, that's it, like a yeah, and the, it's a, a guy named Cliff May. That's you want to cool. want to really get into it. A guy named Cliff May is a designer, and he designed a bunch of houses in like Beverly Hills and Rancho Palos Verdes, really affluent neighborhood around here. Um, and then what he did was like you know they have designers that they make culture or whatever, but then they'll do the Target line. Yes. That's like what my neighborhood is, is a great designer goes, I'm going to mass produce an entire neighborhood of my homes. So then in the 50s, it was cool. It wasn't cool in the 80s, but now it's like retro and totally awesome. So, and it it attracts people who are into design and the like. So you get like kind of cool hip people move in the neighborhood. Are you considering yourself one of those? You know, they let me buy the house, which there's like gatekeepers. For real? Yeah, like the people who sell the houses in our neighborhood, they make sure they sell to someone who's quote a fit. And huh. but I don't mean that in some kind of bad way that like people did that back in the day where it's like they excluded, you know, minorities or you know, right. people of color or gay people. No, actually they're very welcoming to everybody in our neighborhood, which is great. But I think they're kind of like, okay, this guy's not going to If we have three offers on the house, we're going to give it to the guy who's not going to screw it up. It's historical well, preservation kind of in the same way. So a question. Now, when you said like when designers mass produce, uh, you know, a line at a cheaper price point, a specific designer and a specific outlet or a specific place where this designer's wares were sold came to mind. I'm wondering if a specific one came to mind for you. I was just thinking... Uh... I, I don't remember specifically. Uh, I think it would be like Martha Stewart living or whatever, where she would do a line for Sears or whatever versus everything right. else she brands herself as kind of yeah. high end. What what were you thinking? And it's almost embarrassing. I was thinking Massimo for Target. Oh, okay. And this was, yeah, you know Massimo, right? Massimo, yeah. uh, whose wife went to jail or Lori Log- Laughlin uh, from Full House. And the scandal with getting her daughter into USC or whatever and that whole thing. Yes, it was like a big... I think they're from Orange County, which is where I grew up. And I worked at the OC Weekly. And when Mossimo was being sold at Target, it was a big deal down in Orange County. Uh, what well, was it because like Mossimo sold out? Or it was such no, like identified with their brand of living that they didn't want a Target version of their way of life? No, it, actually, there wasn't pushback against it. I think there was excitement over it because I think people thought that the items were pretty cool. 
Oh, okay. This is my memory of it. Yeah, there was just excitement over like, oh, look, it's at Target now. That was a great story. I'm glad I shared it. Okay, Todd, listen. This is Natch Butte where we celebrate our natural beauty. What is the most beautiful thing about you? You know, I thought at first, when thinking, because I know Jackie asked this question. At first, Mm -hmm. I thought I was not going to seem vain and I was going to talk about my personality or some kind of values I have. But then I felt that would be obvious. So I'm going to say my nose. (laughs) You love your nose? No, I think, you know, it's a part of my body that I don't think, I think, ah, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, other parts of my body I can judge. And the nose, I'm like, look at that. You know, it's pretty, you know, there's no... Let me see, turn... There's, Turn to the side. There's no crazy bumps. It's like pretty yeah. even. It's not quite ski slope. Okay, so it's not like I I, I don't look like you know Bond villain or something. But you know right. it's 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 flat. Not 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 much mm-hmm. of a ridge to it. You know it's right. it's your basic like English boy nose. Turns up a it's little got a bit. Good good solid nose. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got a little curvature to it. Because uh, I was hit with a baseball, and I have a severely deviated septum, so it doesn't work that well. But okay, but it, but function, you know, it's it's all about looking good, not feeling good, you know. As <laughs> as Billy Crystal said on SNL, you know. So wait, though, I feel like what you're saying is, and I get that you're trying so hard not to appear vain, but it sounds like you're saying your nose is the most beautiful thing about you because. <laughs> It's like it's okay, and you got it. You have issues with everything else. Yeah, is it's that just right? kind of like I, ju- I I've just taken it off the table of my concerns. Everything else can go south, you know. Like the hair, the hair went at a certain point. The ears are a little small. The face grows a bit, and the ear, like the the ears and face change over time. Where the ratio, I've had good periods of my life where the ratio was right, and other times I'm like, I don't know what's going on with the ears now. Um, <laughs> so. You know, I'm just not concerned with with the nose. Right, it's reliable. Yeah. You have a reliable nose. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Hey, everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Oh, yeah. Gosh, there's so much to get to. We have your whole bag of products. I really want to dig into that. It's rattling. We have some segments. Let's dig into the bag. Let's see what's in Todd's bag. Because I would like to know what products you use. Okay. We know well, about the SPF. Yes, we know about that. Now, I was I was going to start with kind of basic shower stuff. Okay. So, so when it comes to my body, washing my body, I use Lever 2000 soap. Great. Great. And there's definite reasons for this. It's not just I just have stuff. Like there's like over time, I have chosen this soap. And it's because it doesn't really have a strong fragrance 
to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm kind of like my wife says that I'm a shapeshifter, like on the <laughs> show True Blood. Oh, yeah, I know I'm familiar. What does that mean, though? Like they have intense ability to smell. So if I were to put like some Irish spring on my body, uh-huh. then it would smell so intense that it would, it, my, my brain couldn't turn it off and it would annoy me all day. Like I can't wear cologne. Mm-hmm. Because of that, uh, so I have Lever two thousand, and the thing is, for everybody listening, uh, sixteen bars of it will cost you seventeen dollars on Amazon. That's quite a steal. So that for me, that's like two and a half years worth of soap <laughs> for seven dollars. Yeah. And then when I apply it to my body, I don't use a loofah, I don't use a rag, I just I just put it directly to my body. How oh, interesting. This comes up on my show frequently. My husband is a washcloth user. I have never been a washcloth user. Maybe when I was a little kid. But I'll pick up the bar of soap. And I do... I'm not a shower gel person. I'm a soap person. I will lather it up in my hands, then get a lather, and then use my hands to wash myself. So you go go soap bar on body. I go... You know what? For the larger parts of my body, like torso, it's just kind of like I'm scrubbing... Like a window washer with the right. bar of soap. And then maybe I'll lather up a bit, what about, hit, hit the pits, go butt. What about what about the man bits? The man bits. You know what? I mean, given the contours of the man bits, right. that I do I do lather up a bit. But okay. I, I don't think women have this problem. But with man bits, you have to be careful with soap. Because what? You've never heard this. Never heard this. Your husband has not. Ooh, ooh I want to guess. I'm going to guess. Okay. You have to be careful with soap because. Oh my gosh. What could it be? <laughs> ding, ding. You could. I'm thinking like somehow you're going to burn yourself. There is. If it gets in the wrong spot, which there's just one spot it could get into. If you get soap in the urethra, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It, it, it it's gonna burn. You can't get it out. Maybe you can try to. Pee. And you're, it's gonna it's gonna bubble when you pee. <laughs> it's gonna look like you have chlamydia. Oh. Uh, yeah, and so it is. It is horrifyingly painful. And it's like oh, I gosh. wish I don't wish it wish it on my worst enemy. And then like if you get it in your urethra while you're showering, you gotta wait. And you got to wait to clear it all out because if not, you'll be walking funny around the house and then the wife is going to go, why are you walking funny? What happened to you right. in the bathroom? I've never heard this ever. Well, I mean, maybe your husband is just careful and he's never, you know, gone over the edge and got a little bit of lever 2000 in the urethra. I mean, I know what I'm talking about with him over dinner and I have two boys too. Oh, you got to warn him. I know. You know, I had something on my list, but I didn't have it here in the in the bag to show you. But for my face, I use Johnson's and Johnson's Clean and Clear Blackhead Eraser Scrub. Uh huh. You know what that is? Um, no, I'm familiar with the Clean and Clear line from when I was a teenager. Uh, I, I'm not familiar. I don't know Blackhead Eraser. This is oh, by the way, Blackhead Eraser. Playing Coachella this year. Uh, later this year. <laughs> no, so I, I, uh, I've been using it for like nine years because I think my wife 
had it like at her condo before we moved in together and and so I think I'm addicted to it because like I ran out of it and one time and after I ran out of it I got a cyst on my face oh no so I, I feel like my face is addicted like you know people get addicted to lotion Yes. Is this a real? I, this is a, a theory I have that if you start using lotion a lot, your body stops producing natural moisture, and so then you need. I don't know to, if that's. I don't know if that's true. No. I don't know if that's true. I, I, don't, I don't know I, if that's true. I, I mean, it could be. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm, I could be spreading fake health facts. Which look, I'm not a dermatologist, but mm. I just. I just think it's true. Like, you know, okay. I don't know any casual chapstick users. I know people who are just constantly slathering chapstick on their lips. I don't know any casual yes. lotion users. I know people just like constantly slathering their body because they always feel dry. Right. So, oh, so what you're saying is because you ran out of this astringent soap, this soap that keeps your skin kind of dry, then your skin overproduced oil and you got a cyst. Correct. Yeah. Is question, is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. And then I had to go and I had to get it cut out of my face. And Oh my gosh, Todd. Yeah. And so then my face blew up and I was working at an oh, office. Wow. I was working at J-Date at the time. And I had to come in with like, you know, in the little rascals when like they get a tooth out and they'd have like a big... Yes. A towel. Like, yeah. A big towel around the head. I had that, and it was like my face blew up. I looked like the elephant man. Uh, I'm mean, not that bad, to be fair. There were no, there was no neurofibromatosis. It was just more of a Proteus syndrome issue. But I had like it looked like I had a massive jaw, and uh, I was trying to convince everybody that I had something removed from my face that I didn't get into a fight. Uh huh. Because it looked like it. Uh, you should have just allowed them to think you got into a fight. I but just wouldn't have flown. It was you know way too corporate right. to think that Todd yeah. Todd's out there throwing throwing <laughs> fists, right? Um, uh, and then uh, another thing that I use is for shampoo. Mm-hmm. I use Suave Essentials in the family size. <laughs> So this oh, here, and you're holding it up in in ocean breeze scent, and it says it's a refreshing shampoo. It, it is. It is refreshing. And here's the thing: it's 32 ounces, mm-hmm. and it only costs a dollar ninety nine. And you find it. Oh my gosh! If you're looking for a deal on shampoo, now you're gonna find it on the bottom of the supermarket. You know they they put the good stuff in the middle of the shelf. Right. Mm-hmm. The, this you'll find by the main and tail, <laughs> in that section. But you get 32 ounces of it. So this will last me. You know, I don't need that much. I just need, you know, they always say, like, you need a pea-sized amount, you know. Who says that for, for shampoo? I mean, look at you. You have, you have lustrous, long hair, goes yeah. down to the middle of your chest. Thank you. I, got, I, I go in to get my hair cut, and I go, give me a three. I know that's a clipper measurement. Yeah. and I, I get that for you, maybe you need a pea. Yeah. Um, and now it's it's getting on. But here's the thing. Here, here's 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 what if if you want to buy a, a Suave Essentials Ocean Breeze infused with sea algae extract and vitamin E, I would say this. It says on there new twenty four hour fragrance on the bottle. But you are you're a shapeshifter. It doesn't last twenty four hours. It's total okay. marketing 
crap. It does not last. It's like the moment my hair dries, I, I, I can't smell it or anything. The smell goes away. So if you're looking to wash your hair and then you have a date that night and you want the date to nuzzle up and go, oh, yeah. The Pacific. Yeah, that's not going to happen with this. But oh, okay. But it costs <laughs> two bucks, so <laughs> you know. Um, have you ever used expensive shampoos, salon brands? I used to have some Paul Mitchell with the Awapuhi. Oh yeah. Just because I thought that smell was just delightful. I really liked the smell does. of it, but I couldn't rationalize spending eighteen dollars on a shampoo anymore. Because mm-hmm. what what am I yeah. washing? What am I working with? <laughs> it's like some, I think that's the. Cur- it's like putting premium oil in a pinto, you know. <laughs> that's the commer- That was the commercial for Suave. It was like I used to use the expensive salon brands, but then I went to my cousin's wedding and I ran out, and they use Suave, and it's just as good. Yeah. Um, all I, right. So, I, so Suave oh. shampoo. Yeah, and then um, I have. Oh, okay. So this is big. This some kind of trimmer, some kind of trimmer bean. Ooh, yeah. This is like a, a facial trimmer. Wait, is this? You know, I'm gonna trim Hold right now. Hold this up, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna trim right now. You're trimming your nose hairs. My husband has one of these. Yeah. Oh, look at the light on it. See, it's got a light. Now that's oh, what nice. costs you four more dollars. So if they're <laughs> normally nine ninety nine, but if you get with this LED light, you know, an LED light's gonna last thirty years. It's gonna last as long as my tortoises, because that's like developed by nasa so you can with the cool thing with the light is you can see in there normally you can't and so right if you have one of those big beasties in there that you don't know how the hell your body produced it this is gonna get it and you're gonna see it are you talking about a booger or a hair no this is not a booger trimmer this is a a hair trimmer well i've never heard well first of all i've never heard of a booger or a hair referred to as a big beastie but when you said big beastie that sounds more like a booger than a hair so i was confused well you get like a wiry one one you're like why is this five times thicker you know oh than the rest of them and and why and then and why did it grow so quickly how did it go from back there to becoming a tusk you know right um my husband has a thing where he will, I don't know if this has happened since he's, I don't think, by the way, I don't think his nose trimmer has a light on it. I don't know. Um, but I don't know what he was using to trim his nose hairs, but somehow he was repeatedly getting very like irritated inside there. Um, I don't know if he was like trimming too close to the skin or I don't know what was happening. Have you had irritation inside your perfect button nose? I, well, not from hairs, I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know, like, you can't, like, put a lotion, like, is there, I mean, hey, million dollar idea out there, Elon Musk, if you're listening, if there's some kind of, no, like, they have- to shave for your nostrils? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, that's the most brilliant <laughs> thing. And, and you just, like, you put it on there. The thing is, it has to be completely unscented or else you'll, you'll go nuts, you know? Right. You're just smelling it the whole time. You know, so for kids and I guess for adults, they make a saline spray for if your sinuses are dry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recently, I felt my sinuses were kind of dry. And so I used some of my kids' saline spray and it has a scent. And I thought I would prefer this if it was unscented. It had almost, and I have not sniffed your shampoo, 
but I feel like it had a bit of an ocean breeze scent. It was very light, but still, I thought I would so much prefer that. If there's one thing I don't want to have a scent, it's it's this thing I'm snorting into my nose. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that's why when you get like a normal, like a, a neti pot, it's just a saline thing, and it clears it out. You, you ever neti right. pot? No. Daniel has one. Um, I have never used it. Yeah, I've been a been a big user of the neti pot for many really? years. Yeah, I'm kind and, of afraid of it. Yeah, it freaks people out. Like it's a real, it's a chilling thing if someone walks in the house and they see you with this weird, clear teapot, teapot yeah. putting hot water, and uh, goes in one side, goes out the other. But it really does help with your sinuses. Uh, Would you say that that's a bit of your self care? Does it feel does neti pot feel like self care? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's you're 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 clearing out. The deep your boogies. Be- your big beasties. Yeah. The deep state boogies. <laughs> uh, also playing Coachella. But, and, and also the thing is, but this, this, this thing, this. Okay. So, you, you know, you get the nose, you get the ears. And let's say you have a day off work and you just don't know what to do with yourself. This, <laughs> this, this can handle the whole body. Okay. So you can trim the undercarriage as well. That's right. So you get yourself a mirror. I have a self-care mm-hmm. mirror. You know, okay. and it's it's like the scene in the is it color. magnified. No, oh, that that would be nice. Uh, you know, and it's like the scene in the color purple. Uh, but but and then you got the the thing going on. Clear all that out. What? Uh, who makes this this hair remover? Micro touch. Micro touch. And it's okay. the yellow one. It's gray and yellow, yellow one. is the color. Got it. What else is in that bag? Uh, let's see here. What do you got? Oh. Ew, now we're coming into the personal revelations part of the show. But Oh, before we get to that, real quick, degree deodorant. Mm-hmm. I usually get the sports pack, which is like two for five bucks at Stater Brothers. So it seems like um, affordable, economical are things that you look for in your products. Yeah, because I'm just trying to balance out the fact that my wife will buy like a two ounce thing of skin cream that costs seventy five dollars. So we've got to mm-hmm. have some kind of parody in the home, and right. better she look good than me, right? Mm-hmm. So that's she... that's a nice sacrifice you're making. You say that, and yet you secretly floss. So I think of you as someone who is vain. Um, this is called. Uh... Now I'm gonna pronounce this like it's an Italian name, which it, it isn't, but it's a tram a cicalone uh acidona died. And, oh. and, and this is for my eczema. Oh. Okay. I have eczema on my foot. Mm. That I've had for about That sounds uncomfortable. Is I'm, it uncomfortable? It is the worst. I've had it for like twelve years. And so I put this on it and this is like a steroid. And then mm-hmm. when it itches too much I had this stuff right here, which is a Benadryl itch cooling spray. Oh, and, yes, I've uh, seen these kind of things. The weird thing is, this is like the most effective thing ever at dealing with eczema. Not this $175 cream. It's actually if I just put this little thing on there, it takes out the itch, and I don't worry about it for the day. So this is... Got it. This thing for $14 is the big win. I have a Benadryl cooling gel that we bought for when it was mosquito season but i gotta try the spray maybe yeah no the spray is good it puts a really good like film on it and like i'll i'll go all day and it'll stop itching and sometimes when i feel like treating myself (laughs) 
<laughs> I've got Here's the, the luxury. Oh, Eucerin. Yeah, and you know this is this is a, a colloidal oatmeal enriched treatment. So it's like I'm rubbing a porridge on my heel, <laughs> and this feels great. It cools it off. Like the only problem is that if I put it on my foot, then I'm going to walk around barefoot, and then my dog mm. wants to lick it, and then it's a really yes. uncomfortable thing with. My dog Scout is going to get weird. And then I'm like, do you, maybe, maybe he likes oatmeal. <laughs> I don't know. Right. But, what about like a sock on top of it or something? But I feel that's going to smear the, the ointment. Yeah. Dogs love lotion. They just do. Why? I don't know. It's interesting because dogs are so similar to us, but they also like to eat their excrement and lotion. Yeah. No, I, I don't get that at all. Um, but yeah, I, I put that on there, and th- that same foot. I'm really gonna get into it now. I had a, I had a, had a planter's wart. Oh wow! Which is now that I, is a wart that grows inward, right? Yes. So I went through seven years, seven years of having this thing, and I went to a oh, doctor. Seven years. I went to a doctor, and he used to put acid on it. And, oh. Would burn it out, so you couldn't walk on your heel for like four days, and then the thing would come out, and then I'd sit and I'd scrape it out of my heel, mm. and then it would come back, and then he'd have to put acid on it. This thing, this went on. Did it hurt? Yes, it acid. It burnt like you put acid on yeah, it. That sounds and, painful. And you don't hear it, you don't feel it, and then like six hours later, you're like, oh god. And so then finally, I got a laser surgery. Where, you know, like you have action figures and at the bottom of, they have like the hole in the foot so you can put them on a peg <laughs> to stand there. Yes. Do you, are, do you balance on a peg now? I could for a while. And so they, they, they remove with the laser surgery about a Kennedy, for everybody over the age of 60, a Kennedy dollar size mm. hole where they took out all of my skin. Oh my gosh, Todd. And then you know what happened? It grew back. Uh, oh my gosh! So this is a very persistent wart. So I paid, and it's weird because it's a wart, and I don't want to feel like I'm a warty person. I mean, okay, maybe you just are in that one spot. Yeah, I'm. Well, I mean, does it make you feel less of me to think that I had the most aggressive wart of all time? No. I don't think you're a warty person. I think you're a person with one very, very, um, what adjective would I use to describe this wart? Um, you know, that wart is a go-getter. <laughs> that wart has what it takes to know. make it in this economy. I don't know what so, shower I picked that up in, what bed I put yeah. that up in, what shire I was laying in and when I got it. So, did you call the place that removed a chunk of your foot and mention that it hadn't quite worked? You can't do that with doctors. That's the thing. Like, if, I know. If I had a contractor come in and put out a wall and the wall fell down, you could have them come and put the wall back up. But to a doctor, right. you're like, you didn't cure me. And they're like, yeah, well, what the hell kind of witchcraft am I working with anyway? We don't, <laughs> what is health? I don't know. So... I was very upset. The only good thing was I got a lot of pills when I had it happen. So that was kind of cool. I can remember going to go see Liam Gallagher on those pills. But <laughs> so I got 
my foot grew back. I had the thing, and I just wanted to like give up and be like, you know what? I'm just going to live with this pain. With your friend, yeah. So then I went to go see an old doctor, Dr. Rosenberg in Lakewood, California. And he was like this 88-year-old man, and he's like, okay, I know what you need to do. I go, what? He goes, you get this Dr. Scholl's wart remover. <laughs> and I sw- It was an over-the-counter treatment. He had me rub it on the foot and then put like a piece uh-huh. of tape like duct tape over my foot. Uh-huh. I did that for like two months and then it went away. Oh my God. You could have avoided all of that headache. I know. All of that. And the foot ache, really. And yeah. the good thing was I got to spend a lot of time with Dr. Rosenberg, who was hilarious. I come in and and then wow. he's like, ah, oh, my brother was a gynecologist. He's already retired and I'm sitting here looking at feet. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> It is an interesting thing with doctors, whether you want to go with someone young who, by the way, my last name is Rosen. You went to a Dr. Rosenberg. And I, I just have to say, no relation. And maybe I don't need to say that because maybe it's obvious that someone whose last name is Rosenberg is no relation to me when my last name is Rosen. But I feel like from a lifetime of people being like, oh, any relation? I just want to clarify, no relation. No. People always are confused by stuff like that. Um, anyway, so yes, with doctors, I always wonder, do you want the young one? Because at this point, you and I can go to doctors who are younger than we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's hard. It's hard to imagine because we're very young, very hip. Uh, mm-hmm. A young one who's like fresh out of med school and they're going to be up on all the latest everything, uh, you know, Tech, all the latest technology and techniques and new medicines and da, da da da, or an old doctor who might not be up on all the latest stuff, but has this lived experience. That, and there's a lot to be said for that too. I think that I have like talked myself into a, a mindset where I want the young person, but listening to your foot story. And I do feel traumatized by it. I can only imagine what how listeners feel is making me rethink that. Like oftentimes we should f- seek out the 88-year-olds who've seen a lot of feet. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go see Doogie Howser. I want the guy <laughs> that is near retirement. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, he only comes in the office once a week. I want that guy playing a lot of golf. And then he comes in and does, oh, you know, you can do this, you can do that. You just, you know, get a Dr. Schultz. Yeah. So... I will say I had um, this bump on the back of my ear. Like a, it looked like a little cyst. And I went to a dermatologist and he said that we should remove it. And then I talked to my dad, who's a doctor, who's retired. And my dad said, don't do that because that is a very difficult area to stitch up. And it might just go away on its own. Um Versus if you, if, if he cuts something out of it, like if he, you know, makes an incision there and stitches it up, it, 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 you could be disfigured because you don't know how it's going to heal. I wasn't sure what to do. So I took the path of least resistance because I wasn't excited about having a little procedure. And then it did go away on its own. Oh, I was like there. And, and, uh, did you want to give your I, dad credit? No, I think it's coincidence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am going to give... I mean, that's an example of like listening to the old person. Yeah. So, versus the young guy who had me convinced that I needed to take care of it right away. So, Speaking of earlobes and listening to the old person, my wife and I have had this fight about our child. And I'm 
very much so like kid do what you want in life i have like very few rules i i only have like one rule for your life you could do whatever you want you can join a weird cult you know you can you could get into really crappy politics whatever i don't care there's only one thing you can't do is get those earplugs earplugs yeah no i'm not me not like earplugs like what my wife wears when I snore. I mean, <laughs> the holes you put in your ear with oh, the plug in oh, it. Oh, oh, got it. You mean those like um? Oh, I'm I'm blanking on what they're called, but you mean the like body piercing things, yeah. which are those big holes that you get. Yeah, I'm totally forgetting what they're called, but I know what you mean. The earplugs. And my wife's like, Oh, I know, it's kind of cool. I'm like, No, have you ever? I'm like, I've never seen anybody with that and thought, Ah, they look better than if they didn't yeah. have that. And then. I can't imagine anybody wanting to have that at 50, uh, you right. know, unless they're like a shaman or something. I I don't know. I just say that's the one thing. I'm not trying to be uptight. I'm not trying to be the man. But what, what you know, would you, would you have any your- advisement with your kids about that? <sighs> well, I mean, I feel like once they're 18, they can do what they want. But I think I would feel the same way. Think long and hard. Do you really want to have big floppy holes in your ears when you're older that are just flapping around catching on things? Yeah. Like, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that catch on a doorknob? Yeah. I feel like... But that is our own bias. I mean... That's just you and you and me feeling like, oh, that's a little bit gross. You know, I think I'm... Doc- I'm speaking for myself. I'm Dr. Rosenberg on this. And I'm like, look, I've seen a lot of ears and that's not going to help you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, th- that's where I'm with with that. Because you can't, you can't fix it up. You can't sew that up and make it look... Right. I mean, you can grow long you hair. No, I th- yeah, I mean, I think th- there probably is some kind of cosmetic surgery they can do but it where they would trim it and then suture it but it's not going to look the same yeah but it'd be easier to just not do it to begin with but i think now i sound like a parent i you know i think that the that's the exception that proves the rule that you know i'm groovy and hip and am laid back and and not vain and punk and all that uh, it was because it's just it's only one thing that the, the kid can't do you know right yeah yeah, other than that, you're you're his best friend. You're not his dad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have come up with a segment. It is called High, Low, or No. And oh. this is where I'm going to read you the name of a beauty product line. And you are going to tell me whether this is like a like a luxury brand, a drugstore brand, or a brand that doesn't exist at all. Todd, are you familiar with these words that I'm saying? You know that there's some brands that are carried in department stores and they would be considered your luxury brands, and then there's some brands that are carried in drugstores, which seem to be the ones that you opt for. But these are cosmetics. <laughs> would I cosmetics buy it? lines. <laughs> yes. Okay. You did you did sound like a lawyer right there. Are you hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Do you have clarity on this? 
Does your council have clarity? <laughs> okay. Charlotte Tilbury. You know, and again, your options are high, high, low, or no. You know, Charlotte Tilbury sounds like a character on Bridgerton. You know, it's like, oh, Charlotte Tilbury is coming over for tea. Uh, I'm going to say no. I say she doesn't exist. She's a character in something. I'm s- eh, I'm sorry. Charlotte Tilbury is a real brand. It is a luxury brand. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Pacifica. Uh, Pacifica. Well, I, I feel like there's like Pacifico that is a beer. So this would be the feminine. I'm going to say, I'm also going to say, uh, no, doesn't exist. I'm sorry. That does exist. And it's low. And uh, Bethany Frankel, do you know who that is? Yes. Did you watch Housewives? No, but I've heard the name said because my wife, I don't watch Housewives, but my wife watches Housewives. Right. She and I need to get together and watch television because I think, have you watched Severance yet? No. Oh, you've got to watch it. Anyway, um, Bethany Frankel has been uh, exploring, trying out like all the drugstore makeup so you don't have to and saying what is as good as the high-end makeup and what's better. And anyway, she just, there's this Pacifica pressed powder that is a drugstore brand that she said is just as good as the high-end makeups. I do not know if Pacific, I believe I could be wrong. Jackie only does um, cruelty-free makeup. She only uses cruelty-free for herself. And I believe, I hope I'm not wrong. I believe Pacifica is cruelty-free, vegan and cruelty-free. Again, I could be wrong. Okay, this, this, uh, all the all the shit I showed you, cruelty free. I I don't believe you, <laughs> um, but I want to. It all okay. has the bunny on it. <laughs> okay, um, versed. Can I get a spelling? Yes, V E R S E D. Can I phone a friend? <laughs> you can. You you have two lifelines left. Can I get my wife in here? Um, I'm going to say, actually, that's high. I'm sorry. That is low. (sighs) Now, a lot of people have sent me photos of Versed because... Have you ever had Versed? Have you ever had surgery? Have you heard of Versed? Versed is a surgery? Versed is a drug that they give you before surgery to relax you. Oh. Um when they're it's a drug they give you before general anesthesia maybe sometimes if they're just doing like a a twilight sleep or something um it's a it's an iv drug that they give you and it is the best feeling i have ever had it is like the calmest like i just feel like i'm like melting um i've talked about it at length on my show how it's like the best feeling ever and it made me not no longer afraid of surgery or of general anesthesia um but anyway versed is spelled like verset so people are like look it's versed i've talked about verset at length so people are like verset verset so i get all these pictures of like look it's in stores now anyway okay um gnome like g-n-o-m-e that's right mm. 
Gnome. You know, I feel, I mean, what does the brand conjure up to me? It conjures up the idea that I'm in some kind of idyllic, bucolic, European place with a lot of cloud cover. Therefore, my skin is really well protected, beautifully protected. Uh, so I'm going to go gnome is high. I'm sorry. Gnome is made up. Ah! <laughs> uh, treble clef. Well, I know that's a musical note. And I feel like it, as someone who's worked in advertising and has done a bit of branding work, if someone came in and said they had a skincare product called treble clef, I'd tell them to kick rocks because it's just like a terrible sounding word. Treble clef. Mm-hmm. It's like not, it's not like cellar door, which is like beautiful sounding. You know, Allison, you're a writer. Treble clef. Treble clef almost sounds like an old blues man <laughs> with, with with a bad foot, with a gimpy foot. <laughs> gimpy? Can you say gimpy anymore? Is that not? I think, uh, probably not. I think if it's a blues man, you can, because it's older, you know. Right. Uh, Trouble Clef, I'm going to say uh, no. No one would sign off on that name. You got a point. I got- Todd, good job. Okay. Tata Harper. <laughs> Tata Harper. That's T-A-T-A. That's right. Mm. It it exists. I know it exists. I know it exists, and it is not low end. Because if it was low end and called Tata, then mm-hmm. it would be like it would be made fun of because of the Tata. But something boobalicious sounding, if it was high end, <laughs> would be cute and boutique. But in the Rite Aid, it's just trashy. Right. See, now I know how to play this game. Let's think about if I was in marketing. So I'm going to say it exists and it's high end. Correct. Ding, ding. Two points. All right. And lastly, La Mer. Oh, okay. La Mer exists. I know. I think my wife has some La Mer, which may give up the fact that she's either uh, low end or high end. And it's L-E-M-E-R-E. I'm going to... Gee, I feel like I maybe used a Lumaire product. And if my wife owns it, and I didn't know when she bought it, because she brought it into the home clandestine, I'm going to say that's a high-end product. Correct. You got three points, Todd. Woo! That's pretty good. I think I've done okay uh, so far on this show. As a guy who has broken the, uh, I don't know, you wouldn't call it the glass ceiling. You'd, uh, no. It's like a reverse glass ceiling break. I mean, there's been other dudes on the show, but but they're few and far between. Yeah. But I think with your copious foot wart talk, Jackie's <laughs> going to hear that and she's going to say, I got to get more of this. So she's going to bring me back on maybe. Or <laughs> discussion of your other foot. It works as a video <laughs> podcast if you see the actual photos. They were, they were quite... <laughs> Quite, I tweeted a photo once of my my foot, and people were like, "Dude, no, it's not cool, bro." <clears throat> oh my gosh, I kind of want to ask what it looked like. Oh, you know, in your quiet moments when you think all's right with the world, just bing, 
out of nowhere, you'll check your phone and you go, oh, Todd. And then you go, oh, my God. How did no, he I survive? Don't want, I don't want you to send it to me. No, thank you. In general, have you ever worn eyeliner, makeup, all that? You were in bands. Oh, yeah. I used to wear now barrettes. Polish. Okay. It was a raver thing. Did you, did you wear, did you use suave back then? Or did you treat yourself better? No offense to suave. <laughs> I don't know what I was, I was wearing back in my early 20s when I had nice, beautiful head of hair. But I did, I did wear barrettes because I worked at a daycare. And so I would always pick them up off the floor and I put them in my mm-hmm. pocket. And then I wound up at home with a, a, a whole like ashtray full of barrettes. And, I was, and then I was going to raves a lot and I thought, this would be cute with my Hello Kitty shirt. <laughs> and so I put barrettes in my hair. And here's the thing. As a guy with barrettes in his hair, that gave women an excuse to talk to me. What would what would they say? Oh my god! So, oh my god! So cute! And then mm. you know have this nitrous balloon or whatever. And then you would sit and it gave it actually when I was a, a single guy in my rave days it was it gave it, it gave an excuse for women to talk to me. And uh, it, first I yeah I'd have to kind of coyly suggest that I was not gay uh, in the Hello Kitty shirt and the barrettes and. Um, what did you do at the daycare? Clearly, you weren't being drug tested. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I was like a... a uh, when I was in college, I, I was a lead teacher at YMCA. And then at, oh, cool. on the weekend, I'd party. But yeah, so I'd sit and take care of kids, and, and that was fun. But yeah, I just had the barrettes in my pockets, and I thought, oh, that sounds like a, a fun party thing to get into. But uh, Do you get massages? Yes. And okay. So this is, I, I don't want to seem like I'm homophobic in any way. Because Allison, you know me. I know you. You know my work from Upworthy. And you know that uh, hopefully I'm not that way. I do get massages, but I did find the first time I ever really got a massage from a man and he really got like in there, mm. that it, it made me uncomfortable. Where did he get in? Like, if I, let's say I was laying on my stomach... And my buttocks was up in the air, and went like lower buttock, like moving towards the chode. Oh, and, so it sounds like he was really in there. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I mean he was two centimeters from in there, right? Right. So that yes. at that point, and then it, the weird thing with me is like I don't want to seem like I'm weird, so I'm like being cool with it. But really, mm-hmm. anybody getting in there, unless it's yeah. Mrs. Perry is a, uh, and heck, even if it was Mrs. Perry, that might be uncomfortable. But yeah, that was right. kind of. I, so, I I I tend to ask for a, a lady to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's. I don't think that's homophobic. No, I think. Well, or is it? Um, I think that's honoring what makes you comfortable and uncomfortable. I think that's okay. Yeah, like okay, if. Anybody, male or female, was touching you in that area. Yeah, I would. I yeah, I think. Well, do the women get in there in that same area, or did he just come a little too close to the the business? I think women fear it. <laughs> You're probably right. What what person? In the, I mean, again, as I've talked about, I, I have the 
really good manscaping uh, abilities yeah. with the uh, the uh, thing. You know, um, right? Maybe that's why it seemed like such a welcome place for that gentleman to put his hand. But it sounds it does sound like he got a little too close to it. Like I would, I think I would be uncomfortable if if I'm understanding it correctly. I think I would be uncomfortable with that too. I'd be like, where is this going? What is happening? Yeah, yeah. Where, where where's the line? <laughs> right. So, yeah. Like my co-host on Childish, Greg Fitzsimmons, watches. Japanese massage parlor porn hidden Japanese hidden I don't know he's he's his porn taste change rapidly so I don't know what he's currently into but he talks about Japanese hidden camera massage parlor porn which he claims is real and I'm like there is no and I have not seen this but so I can only guess what goes on but I'm like there's no way this is real he claims this is 100% real I don't think so and so it's like they turn on a security camera and it's like a person that goes in. Now, is it taken in they Japan go in. or is it yeah. here where um, they have Asian massage places? Oh, this is a good question. My understanding is it's from Japan, but maybe you're right. The, like, I, the way it has been explained to me is that someone goes in for what they think is a regular massage and then all of a sudden things take a turn and they, they're like, and then the camera's on their face. This is how he claims that he knows it's real because of, you know, the act, the, how, how, how he, their expression changes. And then they're like, should I go for it? And then they decide like, you know, and lo and behold, they always go for it. And I'm like, there's just, I'm sorry, there's just no way this is real. But anyway, I don't know. Should I tell you about, and I'll make this very, very fast and it does not involve porn or anything untoward. After I graduated college, David Foster Wallace was speaking at the college that I went to, and we I had studied him as a senior, so it was like a big deal that he was going to be, I was an English major, big deal that he was going to be there. So I went back to listen to him give a speech, and there were too many people in, there were so many people in the room that there weren't enough seats, so I was sitting on the floor, and I had my coat on, and my a former professor of mine was sitting behind me like in a chair and he had his you know feet on the ground behind me and his foot was on my jacket and it was like making it so that I couldn't really it was kind of pinning me down I couldn't really move and so I sat very still so as to not allow him to realize that he was had his foot on my jacket because I didn't want him to like be embarrassed for like an hour and a half, I tried not to let him realize that he was sitting on my jacket so that he wouldn't have a moment of going, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's... And it's, insane? Yeah. Well, I don't want to say that. I didn't, I didn't want to, like, mental health shame you. But I feel it shows a lack of kind of balance in... Of assertiveness. Yes. Of boundaries. Yes. That's me. That's who I was, you know, many years ago. Now, I, I mean, there's I, been a lot of... Oh God! Get, no. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. No. Now I would. De- now I would definitely say something or just you know shift. But yeah, that's who I was then. But anyway, if there had been a camera on my face then, I think that uh, the you know like uh, I- the look on my face of what I went through would have would have been w- challenged any woman in a surprising massage situation in terms of receiving some kind of 
award for compelling close-ups. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. <sighs> That's where I was headed with that. Um, okay, here's the last question, Todd. In terms of self-care rituals, mm-hmm. and I, you know, we haven't even gotten into your meditation, but what do you do every day that makes you complete? Well, I think it would be that. We've talked about it on our podcast, Upworthy Weekly, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts. That yeah, Saturdays. Uh, I meditate, uh, try to every day. And Allison has had a problem with the fact that I meditate after I get out of the shower. And uh, I do so naked. Mm. I get it just out. sounds so cold. I get on a rug and then I put a, another, like a, a towel. I fold it up and I do a mindfulness meditation. And uh, it's a Taoist meditation that was taught to me by Tao master, Dr. Carl Totten. And I sit down and I do, I don't know, like five to eight minutes of meditation. And it helps me kind of groove in more control over my mind. And uh, it makes me happier. And it makes a lot of life's issues kind of roll off my back. And it centers me. And uh, it's just kind of a returning to, I don't want to, you say the source and you sound like, I don't know, you're into a bunch of woo and and stuff, but kind of r- really just get centered. And uh, yeah, so I, I do that, and that makes me feel like a complete person. And if if I can rip off a sweet, like, eight-minute ma- meditation on a Monday, like after my wife and kid go to school, and I can sit and do that, and then I know it's going to be a good day, and I'm starting off a good week, and then I'll get w- mentally worse by Thursday, uh, but but the meditation really it's like a it's like hitting reset on my brain so I I dig it I love that I know we've made this way too much about me but is there something you do uh, that has the same benefit or my self care is therapy really that's mm. like the that's kind of <clears throat> and and unfortunately it's only once a week that's really sort of the thing that centers me and keeps me from spinning out. And then I find, and I don't do it nearly enough, but when I write regularly, I feel so much more myself. Um, and this, that's something we've talked about on the show as well. Yeah. Just when I feel overwhelmed and I sit down and I just the, get the, the junk that's in my head out and then getting enough sleep as well, which is hard with little kids. Um, oh, yeah. But that's kind of the, the first that, will affect my mood or rather when I don't get enough sleep, my mood is kind of instantly affected. So, so my self care is getting enough sleep, writing, even when I don't feel like it, which I'm not great about. And then therapy. No, that's not bad. I, I write for Upworthy. So I write so much that I'm I'm on the other end where it's like, could I write a little less in life? Yeah. Right. But, I mean, we got to wrap up, but the meditating naked. Are you ever cold? Is your dog ever in the room trying to lick you? No, the thing is you can't. I, one of the reasons why I do it in the bathroom with the door shut is because if I do it anywhere else, if then the dog will, if I'm in my bedroom, the dog will like, I need to get in there and ruin your meditation practice. You know, or if I'm doing it and he walks in, then it starts sniffing around me. And then yes. it, it totally breaks your concentration. So... That it's it's tough to do with with other noise going on or whatever. And I love my Scouty, and I would love if he could just put his 
still head in my lap, in my naked lap while I'm doing that, but uh, it's just not going to work. It's just not cut no, out I for understand. us. I understand. Todd, uh, tell everyone where they can find you. Plug anything you would like to plug. Well, I'd like to plug Upworthy Weekly, uh, a podcast that I do with the wonderful Allison Rosen. You may have heard of her. <laughs> and every Saturday we have a show that comes out, and... Uh, for those of you, I think probably most people listening are familiar with Upworthy. It's a website that puts out content, which tends to be, you know, human interest stories and uplifting content. And Alice and I dogs go, that rescue people. Yes, and Alice and I go over the stories, and we talk a lot about. I think people will misconstrue what it's about, thinking it's just a bunch of sunshine and rainbows talk. Right, but it's not. But I, lo- I, I love doing the show, and I'm proud of it, because I think we talk a lot about relationships, and I think, in a, in a smart way, we talk a lot about psychology. Uh, we, I think mutual topics that Allison and I like, I tend to pick those stories. And I think the show is pretty funny. So, And we do a lot of weird stuff on the show, so it's not... Um, Maybe not what one would expect. And I think a lot of people are happy when they hear it and go, oh, that's better than I thought. (laughs) And Allison obviously has a long history of being one of the best in all of podcasting. So if if anything, you just get to hear her. Oh, my gosh. That's so nice. Thank you. Um, Yes, please check out Upworthy Weekly. We would love that. Uh, And check out my other shows. Alice Rosen is your new best friend. You can hear Jackie on that show frequently and Childish. Um, And Jackie, thank you so much for letting us uh, be on your show. What a treat this was. Um, Thank you to everyone who regularly listens to Natch Butte for putting up with us and all of our talk about all sorts of things. Um, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. You deserve to be happy. We are talking to you. And don't forget to cream your neck and keep your fringe fresh. Todd, do you cream your neck? I don't. I don't regularly cream my neck, and I know I should. I I put so much time and energy into my face, and then I just neglect my neck. That's actually, what about you, Todd? Isn't that a Wu-Tang song, Neglect the Neck? Or uh, No? <laughs> My neck is also sadly neglected, and if there's anything I've taken away from this show, it's uh, I need I need to cream that neck. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. 